At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets home opener is tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson and company in town. Actually, I believe it's going to be the first time Zion Williamson plays in front of fans in Charlotte in his NBA career. So, of course, fans of the Hornets have to be excited after their spectacular start to the NBA season. Hornets with a monster win on the road against a pretty bad San Antonio team by most outside opinions. But still, a win is a win. Hornets got the job done 129-102. to 102. We'll talk about the fast start. We'll talk about what it's really going to take to build up the buzz around this Hornets team. And, of course, we'll We'll have our game preview, and we're going to do it all with our good friend, sports director from Spectrum News 1, Mike Salarte, back here once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Sam. I'd first like to point out uh, a big shout-out to my agent for uh, making me the first outside guest on the Hivecast uh, this season. I'm, I'm honored. He did his job, but uh, I didn't think he'd make it happen, but he did. It's great to have agents on your side. My agent is Rob Longo, and as he likes to tell me, that's why I don't have outside work. So <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad yours was working overtime for you. It's great to have you. And uh, for those fans who would like to follow him, as I already do, at Mike Solarte on Twitter. Great follow for all things. Charlotte sports, Hornets or not. Let's start off, though, with the Hornets. Team got off to a really fast start with that win over the San Antonio Spurs on a lot of levels. 129 to 102 is the final score. They scored 30 plus in each and every quarter, won every quarter against the Spurs. And after a preseason that I thought had some highlights, particularly down the stretch in terms of level of play, but none of the games resulting in a win, that was nice to see the Hornets not just win, but dominate a team that, at least on paper, they probably should have. You know, it, it 
it brought to mind the NFL preseason, Sam, because in the NFL preseason, teams don't really show a lot. They don't want to tip their hand as to what they're going to do during the regular season. So midway through the game last night, I said to my counterpart, Jason Brown, I think Cliff might have been playing possum in the preseason and not showing all of his cards because they came out and they played so well. Uh, they got up to such a great start. And look, San Antonio on paper, probably not as good as a good a team as uh, Greg Popovich is used to. You know, that's not Thorne's fault. It's, you know, it's Charlotte's job to go out there and get a victory. And they look good in a lot of areas. I was a little concerned at the start of the third quarter with that 21-point lead got scrolled down to 10. But in the blink of an eye, it was back up to 16. And before you know it, it was back to 21. And the third quarter was almost over. And I was like, you know, okay, they've got this thing in the bag. It's all good. A really, really good start. A good confidence-building start, I think, for the team after uh, after going through that winless preseason like you talked about. It was a really balanced effort, too, which is, was impressive to me because the, while there's a, it's a star-driven league, there's a lot of teams that are going to center around one guy who on a nightly basis is expected to post 25, 30, maybe 40 points. But the Hornets the other day, it was really sharing the basketball. Seven players end up with 10 or more points. All of the starters make at least five field goals. You really had this team not have any one particular player dominate the ball or or dominate the shot allocation. It was really a team effort. And one guy who was able to tap into that outside of the starting lineup was Nick Richards, who's gotten rave reviews all throughout the offseason. Hasn't necessarily put it together statistically in a preseason game. His last one, he would have had a career high, but he went ahead and just posted the career high this time around uh, with an absolutely outstanding game off the bench. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 8 offensive rebounds, 7 field goals made, 5 free throws made, all of those career highs in the opening night win against San Antonio. I think Nick Richards' continued development, as well as the addition of Mark Williams, it not only makes the Hornets better at the center position, it makes them a heck of a lot better at the power forward position because it allows P.J. Washington to play the position he is naturally suited to do so. And P.J. had a really strong game, 17.7 boards, three blocks, and a plus 29 and the plus minus. So talk about those two things, Nick Richards and his giant leap forward to start the new season and how it impacts the rest of the roster. Yeah, and you know, it the numbers and everything that Nick did against San Antonio, that's all great. Let's not detract from that. But the, the key for him is to maintain that, is to be able to maintain those contributions. And he's not going to go 19-10 and 10 every time he gets this number called. Let, let's be honest. But if he's still able to contribute those solid minutes, especially defensively, especially on the glass, if he continues to rebound the basketball, either offensively, defensively, when he's out there, that's going to be a huge lift for, for Coach Clifford. And, you know, I think we saw him take a really really big step in his career with that that opening night performance against san antonio because he's gonna be able to build off of that he knows he now knows he gets his number called he belongs out there and he he's gonna be a guy that teams have to pay attention to he's gonna be a guy that teams will actually be looking to figure out what to do with him talking about you know how do you defend this guy how do we slow this guy down how do we make it so he doesn't you know destroy us while you know the starters may be having a seat and he gets his number pulled and he goes out there with the second unit and just goes ahead and has his way. That's a beautiful thing, I think, for Coach Clifford and the depth uh, that they're trying to cultivate. And they did all of this without Lamelo Ball. You know, incidentally, we, you know, let's not forget that Lamelo was recovering from that ankle issue and did not play in the opener. And the fact that they were able to share the ball and get so many guys involved—that just bodes well for when Lamelo returns, because he's obviously, as you've seen, Sam, he he can facilitate 
uh, as well as finish on his own. So um, as far as Richard's contribution on Wednesday against San Antonio, I just think that's a great jumping off point for him. And knowing that if we, we all have to temper the expectations, knowing it's not going to be 19 and 10 every time Richard hits the floor, but every time he comes out there, he's going to be a force, he's going to be a problem for the opposition to deal with at both ends of the, both ends of the floor. So a huge, huge start for him. And I honestly saw flashes of it in the preseason game against the Pacers. He had moments where, I don't want to say he started to get it, but it looks like it's showing that he gets it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm trying to say it as respectfully as I can because he's not a bad player, and he's never been a bad player. It's just a guy that's had to learn and develop and grow, and we're starting to see that really pay off. We did at least see it see that payoff against San Antonio. It certainly did. Career highs across the board for him. I also like what you had to say there about LaMelo. I would liken it to this. You know, the, the Hornets offense over the last couple of years, it's like a, a finely tuned race car. So, yes, LaMelo Ball is an elite driver. He's going to get it around the track faster than anyone else and more efficiently. It's still a race car, though, and that showed the other night against the Spurs. Even without their lead driver out there, things were still humming along, even uh, with, uh, let's continue the analogy, a new mechanic, I guess, a new new lead man in the garage uh, with Steve Clifford fine-tuning the machine. Hornets got a big win on opening night, 129-102. to A couple other superlatives to sprinkle in. The Hornets had the franchise record for largest margin of victory in a season opener with a 27-point win. The 68 points in the first half was a new franchise record for points scored in the first half of a season opener. These are great signs, particularly when you didn't have LaMelo Ball. It was the Spurs. How excited should we be, or are you, based off this performance? Again, it is the Spurs, but they're probably going to win 20-some games over the course of the season. Home openers always have a little extra juice in the building. Manu Ginobili was there. I mean, there was reason for the Spurs to get up for that game, and the Hornets held them down. Yeah, look, NBA teams are made up of NBA players. Whether they are good NBA players, great NBA players, average NBA players, they're NBA teams. Anytime you get a win in your league, it's a good day. So was Charlotte supposed to beat a bad team? Yes. A lot of folks viewed Charlotte as perhaps a bad team coming into this after the preseason with Melo being out, missing Miles Bridges. A lot of question marks on how good this team was going to be this season. And they answered a lot of those questions based on the depth. I think people should be excited because, again, they beat a team without their their leader, their all-star, and they beat him like a drum. Again, we go back to confidence. We go back to how a team feels after a game. They get a win like that on the road, opening night. You talked about Manu Ginobili being there. David Robinson was in the building, too. So a lot of extra juice on that home opener, and, and the Hornets just took the buzz right out of the building You know, for the Spurs fans. That's what you want to see your teams do. Now, the next test is, as you mentioned, New Orleans and all the hype surrounding the Pelicans this season with, you know, Zion coming back. And uh, you see, I get articles, you know, with, with services that I follow. Oh, Pelicans this, Pelicans great here, Zion's back. Why are they going to be a problem for everybody? And it's like, okay, well, it's it's still the first week of the season. Let's, let's get on the floor and let's see how it goes. I think the fans should be excited after that win over the Spurs, regardless of how bad they are, because the Hornets did it without LaMelo. I think there's plenty of reason to be have a little bit of your own buzz about the basketball team right now. Hornets off to a fast start with the big win on the road at San Antonio on opening night. We will talk about Game 2, which is tonight, against New Orleans Pelicans a little later on. But coming up next, talk about what it's going to take to get Mike Salarte in the building each and every home game for the Hornets. We're going to put him on the spot. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry, so I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Our guest today is the sports director for Spectrum News One, Mike Salarte, our good buddy. You can see him nightly on Sports Night on Spectrum News One, as well as find him on Twitter at Mike Salarte, all one word. Mike, we love seeing you inside of Spectrum Center, and I will be fair, I said this before we, we started recording here, and I will say it again now that we are recording you and the crew over there do a pretty good job of showing up to games and having a presence which is what we love about local media is they're there to ask the hard questions and and to put guys on the spot and also celebrate all the victories but we understand that there are limitations to every sports department and you're not there every night so i i want to know what will it take from the hornets what do you need to see to have the buzz be so great that hornets games routinely daily, weekly, whatever it is, our can't-miss events. you got to be there to cover it live. What's it going to take for you and the fantastic crew there at Spectrum News 1? It's going to take an expansion of my staff. (laughs) 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 That's what it's going to come down to. You know, the one thing, and and I know know that you're not taking the dig at me, and I, I get that and I appreciate that. The one thing that I've really prided myself on throughout my career is being present, being at games, being at media availabilities, you know, because that's, look, all the busy work leading up to the games for us in terms of what we do, you know, that is, you know, that's kind of the job, you know, and and I say that that's the job, meaning, you know, that's the actual work, having to, you know, go into the practice on Tuesday for a game, let's say, let's just say this, let's just say the Hornets opened on Friday night, okay, with the Pelicans, even though they opened on Wednesday. So we'd go to practice the days beforehand, get interviews, and that's like the work. But game day is the fun day. You know, game day is the reason that I really wanted to be in this business because there's nothing like a game day, no matter what sport it is. And for me right now and, and what we do uh, over at, over at Spectrum News 1, our 30-minute show is a nightly show, and that thing's a beast. We're stretched pretty thin with everything that we have to do, and we don't we, we have to cover everything and that's that includes the hornets the panthers uh the Na- the nascar cup series and even the xfinity series and the truck guys uh we got hockey starting up look i would love to have another body or two in my world and i'd be able to turn them loose on other stuff and i'd go just chill at a hornet hornets game on friday nights or wednesday nights or whatever night it is but really it, it's just it just comes down to staffing for us and we do the best that we can it has nothing absolutely nothing to do with the successes or failures of the team itself they are deserving of coverage, win, lose, or draw. So um, I, I can promise you it has nothing to do with the franchise, the players, the coaches. Heck, I mean, I'd show up even if Brian Travis were there. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't get Travis a dig, he'd wonder what was wrong with me. So. That's right. <laughs> it, we, we do say it in jest. We know that there's a lot to go. You forgot, by the way, uh, the coverage of high school and college sports that you also do on top exactly. of all the pro sports as well. But all that being said, looking at what it takes, maybe – 
to get the Hornets to the top of the newscast. Maybe that's a better way to frame it because there are a lot of options here in Charlotte. Well, now they are on the court and they are starting to put together a good product here. They've already put the good product together. They're putting it on display now. Even if you cycle back to last season, I know it didn't end well in the playing tournament. They still won 11 of their last 15 games. So this team, regular season basketball-wise, is playing really, really well. What in your mind takes this team from being a part of a very busy Charlotte, North Carolina sports scene to the top of the chart, the focal point, the one that if you have to go somewhere or get to go somewhere, it's got to be a Hornets game. See, now that, therein lies the, the results on the floor. That's where it comes from. The results on the floor will dictate that. Al Davis said it best, just win, baby. And that's the, that's the big thing. The Hornets start stacking together wins. That helps to move them up the order of importance in terms of a sports cast. Sometimes it's not even based on results. Sometimes it's based on whether it's a, a big matchup. We had Duke, North Carolina playing football last week. I mean, that was a, that was a big thing. You know, Duke, North Carolina football, basketball, full contact chess. I mean, if they do it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw eyeballs. And when the Hornets start winning games and the Hornets are, you know, in first place and they're, let's just say they're at the end of October, they're, I don't know how many games they're going to play. Let's just say just the seven games, say they're five and two at the end of October. That qualifies as, hey, that's a really good start. And that's going to obviously merit a lot more coverage. I, I will say this, the Hornets were very high in our show last night. Because we were able to get the game. The game was over before 10.30. It was perfect. And trust me, I love watching the Hornets win games. I love being able to show longer highlights. I love being able to show interviews. The thing that's going to get them towards the top of those sportscasts is just win, baby. And that's, uh, that's the bottom line for everybody trying to, to you know, elbow, elbow their way into uh, ACC coverage. That's the big one. Well, admittedly, if there's Duke, North Carolina chess boxing, there's a few eyeballs, very important ones, in Spectrum Center that will be watching that as well. So I understand where you're coming from on that. In terms of the winning, look, I'll give you the pitch for the, the Hornets to be top of the A block for the next 24 hours. we got a matchup of the top two teams representing the two conferences in the NBA. Based off point differential, Hornets lead the East, Pelicans lead the West, and they come together tonight. We've got our game preview coming up next with Mike Salarte from Spectrum News 1 after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, a game day edition. Hornets getting set to take on the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. Our guest today is the sports director from Spectrum News 1, Mike Salarte. Follow him on Twitter, at Mike Salarte. Mike, it's time for our game preview. Give us your thoughts on the Hornets versus Pelicans matchup as we go through these three topics. We need a player to watch for the Hornets, a player to watch for the Pelicans, and a statistic to watch. You are the guest. You get to pick which category we go with, and you get to choose first. All right. Well, I'll go with Hornets player to watch. And, uh, you know, obviously the way that the team played against San Antonio, where so many guys got involved. Uh, all You know, you mentioned it in the earlier segment that all five starters had at least 10 points. Uh, you know, the double-digit scoring all across the board. I have to lean at Kelly Oubre Jr. as a player to watch because I'd like to see him continue to be 
that more versatile kind of guy that he was in that opener against San Antonio, taking it to the rack, shooting a couple of threes here and there. I think last year he might have fallen into some traps where if his long-distance jumper wasn't falling, he kind of, you know, evaporated. He, he wasn't uh, as involved on both ends of the floor. And I think that on Wednesday he showed the really good uh, the defense with the steal, then taking it the length of the floor, drawing the contact, and finishing at the 10. Uh, you know, I, I want to see Kelly Oubre Jr. continue that kind of game. Make a couple of threes, sure, but defend and still get runouts and still take it aggressively to the bucket. I'd like to see more of that against New Orleans on Friday. I like the pick. Mine's going to be the other member of the backcourt as of this moment, assuming everything stays the same as on opening night. Uh, that would be Terry Rozier. Terry had a fantastic game for night one, leading the team in scoring. He also performed very well against the Pelicans last season, led him in scoring in the win at home over New Orleans, where the Pelicans were a little bit healthier, not completely back, but at least C.J. McCollum uh, was out there. In the first matchup in New Orleans, they blew him out. Pelicans had all the the baby birds, if you will, playing in that one, and T. Rowe came up with a 25-point effort in that game. He's playing some really, really strong basketball, and I think, especially with LaMelo Ball out there, there are more responsibilities on his shoulders, but he shouldered them well. 30 minutes of play against the Spurs, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. I thought he was very good in terms of distributing the basketball and still finding ways to get to his spots and let some of those catch-and-shoot threes fly. Uh, and he was good in that regard, too, going 4 for 7. So Terry Rozier, my player to watch for the Hornets for tonight's game. How about either a Pelican to watch or a stat to watch? Well, I, I think the Pelican that everybody's going to be watching is Zion Williamson, and, and, and deservedly so. I mean, he came out of Duke with so much hype, but injuries have really, you know, we don't know what Zion Williamson's going to be in the NBA. I really don't think we know. I mean, the sample size for him is, is so small that I'd love to see the kid be able to stay healthy and play the, you know, play a full season. I think that a lot of eyeballs are going to be on him because of all that he did, not just at, in college at Duke, but obviously in high school that made him such a, a viral sensation, but you know, it, it's, it's time to see what he's able to do over the course of an entire NBA schedule. And really fingers crossed for him that he's able to, he's able to do that because he's such a good kid. I think that's what everybody's going to be watching. I think on Friday, so early in the season, so much hype surrounding him as close to healthy, if not a hundred percent healthy and that he's been in a long time. That's what I'm going to be looking for. And I, I think there's a, I think I'm joining a, a, a long list of folks that are in that camp for Friday night. Good pick. I kind of want to go, since I have to pick a different player, I kind of want to go Jonas Valanciunas because I think he's just such a good center. It has some similarities to Jakob Pertl, who the Hornets faced against the Spurs, in that he's someone who kind of flies under the national radar but is extremely productive and a very good player. But I'm actually going to go with Trey Murphy the third, and here's why. The Pelicans' starting five is really good. They, they probably have an upper-level playoff quality starting five for either conference, West or East. The place where I think they're in a little bit of danger is the bench. It's really young, or it's at the very least unproven at a playoff level. And Trey Murphy the third is the guy who's been the leading scorer off the bench, only one game, but to start the season certainly, and he was a bit of a problem 
for the Hornets last season. Uh, he posted 32 points in the game the Hornets won in New Orleans. That was a blowout, but still 32 points in an NBA game, not easy to do. So I think Charlotte proved itself to be a much deeper team than maybe people gave it credit for in the win over San Antonio. Now they're taking on a Pelicans team that's going to have a much stronger starting five, but is their bench going to be as good? Trey Murphy the third is kind of the focal point there, and so I'm going to tap him as my Pelican to watch. Last but not least, I need a stat to watch for tonight's matchup. Well, the start from beyond the arc, I think, for the Hornets was outstanding against the Spurs, making 13 triples. I think that, and to me, honestly, that's a number that should be about right at about the average for the Hornets, I think, this season. I, I would think that if they get 13, that's going to be a, a really decent night shooting three. I think that would be one place that I would uh, would start. But, of course, uh, watching the, the, the glass matchup and how the Hornets are able to rebound the basketball, I think, is another one. If I, if I have to pick one of the two, I'm going to say the three-point shooting because of the, the, the way the Hornets have been of late in, in terms of you know recent history, when they're making threes, they're not getting beat. And, you know, if you get Terry Rozier and, and Oubre and Gordon Hayward knocking down the long, you know, the long jumper, uh, I think that, that bodes well for what they can do on the floor against New Orleans. So give me a three-point shooting. I think if they're somewhere in the, in the 12 to 14 range from beyond the arc, which is a good night, which I think is, I don't think that's a stretch to say it should be around their average. I think that they've got a good shot. I like the stat. I'm also very glad you took it because I'm going with rebounding. That was my plan all along, so I'm glad you left that one for me. I think it's a big focal point. The headlines are Pelicans blew out the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they were up like 20-4 to early, just you know, boat raced them for the most part in that game. But why did they do it to me? One thing I always like to take a peek at is field goal, not makes, but attempts. Is there a huge disparity? And there was against Brooklyn. Brooklyn ended up attempting 89 shots, shot 45% for the field, 30% from three. Not very good numbers, certainly. And the Pelicans shot much better from the field and from three, but they took 102 shots, 13 extra shots. That's while having more free throws. And why did that happen? It was a little bit of turnovers. The Pelicans had three fewer turnovers than the Brooklyn Nets, but it was a lot of offensive rebounds. Brooklyn had nine offensive boards. The Pelicans had 21. That's a lot of extra looks at the basket. And it's something that head coach Steve Clifford has talked about with the Hornets. It's great to go out there and execute a good defensive stop. But if you don't get the rebound, it's kind of like forcing a team to punt and then muffing the return. It doesn't matter at that point if you can't grab hold of the basketball. And the Pelicans with their size, with Valanchunas, with Williamson, it's not going to be an easy task. But the Hornets have to find a way to at least keep the board close, if not win it, in order to keep the Pelicans from flying out of Charlotte with a 2-0 record. So I think we've covered all our bases. What do you say? If the Hornets win their first place in the entire NBA, they'll have knocked off the number 1 team in the Western Conference through three days of action. Clearly, top of the newscast, yes? Oh, it's our, it's our lead on Friday, for sure, at 10.30. I love it. Mike Salarte <laughs> of Spectrum News 1. Please do tune in to Sports Night nightly, covering everything going on in Charlotte, in North Carolina, including, of course, your Hornets. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Mike Salarte. Mike, always a pleasure having you on with us here on the HHC. We look forward to doing it again and look forward to seeing you at Spectrum Center.
Thank you very much, Sam. I appreciate it, bud. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we'll have our post-game recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast, taking a look back at tonight's game against the Pelicans. And if you want to try and come out to the home opener, there's still a couple of seats left. Go to Hornets.com for all of your ticket information. For our guest, Mike Solarte, our producer, Rob Longo, and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.